Christ and deliver. You let them put the fear on you. Stand and deliver. Another word you heard is true. Welcome, friends, allies, patriots, free speech defenders. Welcome to Stand and Deliver, episode number eight. I am the National Communications Director for Citizens for Free Speech, and this is... I'm Patrick Wood, and I'm the guy that gets to do everything else around here. <laughs> don't, we, don't we ever. I, I, say to, I say to our volunteer staff, I say, never before have so few done so much with so little that we are now qualified to do anything with nothing. And here we are We're doing this podcast. <laughs> We're on episode number eight. And every time we think, well, what are we going to talk about this time? There's just, you know, maybe there's just not going to be any news. You know, we might be stumped. Hasn't happened yet. I don't think it's ever going to happen because free speech is under attack in such a, um, uh, an atrocious manner. One story I want to throw out, Bob, right at the start here. This could just be a short one, but it's an important one. Everybody okay. remembers the NIH director, Dr. Francis Collins, who was often in the news with Anthony, Dr. Anthony Fauci talking about face masks and, you know, lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. And, and alongside of that, many people will remember the so-called Great Barrington uh, Declaration. That I sure do. Some epidemiologists and, and very well-known scientists put up, and now it has accumulated something like uh, over 900,000 signatures from people all over the planet saying, stop this nonsense, whatever. Well, some emails were leaked out. Well, actually, they weren't leaked, but they came out as a result of a FOIA request, that's Freedom of Information Act request, to the NIH to release specific emails that were sent from and to um, Dr. Collins. And it turns out that they have surfaced this fact that it was he personally who called for the takedown, that's a quote, the takedown of the Great Barrington Declaration to silence them and completely nullify everything. And of course, they almost did that because Google basically disappeared him from the internet. And yeah. Uh, it was, uh, you know, horrible suppression of the free speech of all those people that went to the Great Barrington Declaration. And, of course, they were saying, let's talk this over, folks. Let's examine the science. Francis Collins said, nope, we're not going to have any part of these guys. Shut them down. And well, anyway, that's censorship at its worst. Well, and the worst part about it being censorship is that it's, the director of the National Institute of Health, a doctor, a scientist, who says, follow the science. Here comes a bunch of other scientists saying, here's information that you need to know before you submit to anything and before any elected officials or power brokers mandate anything. Here is science that you need to know. Now, as you said, Pat, these are not janitors. These are some of the most esteemed yes. epidemiologists, uh, uh, scientists studying infectious disease uh, the, in the world today. 
And I'm t- we're talking about the Great Barrington Declaration where it was, was authored and signed primarily by doctors from Stanford and from uh, Cambridge. Uh, yes. Uh, so we're, we're talking about two continents. <clears throat> yes. And I respected, I, I, respected I, scientists who, who right. put this together who were told basically by another scientist, your science doesn't count. Yes. Take it down. And I should, That's I, should not hasten, science. I should hasten to add in case anybody is saying, well, you know, but those are all right wing wackos, you know, that were signing this great Barrington Declaration. That's what the propagandists want you to think. I've listened to interviews from all of these people just to check, just to see, well, what were they really saying? And I'll tell you what, none of them, well, actually, there's three principles originally. None of those three were anti vaxxers. Like, oh, we can't, yep. we never do vaccine. Not at all. Au contraire. Not at all. None of them were, um, you know, anti-remediation policy sort of thing, necessarily. They've never no. been known for their politics either. They're, they've never yeah. been known as conservative-minded right. people. They've been completely apolitical. They've just been involved yes. in That's science. Right. That's right. That's it. All they were saying is slow down. Let's do it the way we've always done it in the past. Let's take it step by step, work it up, do the testing, et cetera, et cetera. And let's do it right. And that wasn't good enough for the NIH or much less the rest of them that colluded with them, like the, the CDC. And Dr. Anthony Fauci as well was involved in that mix. It's just a, it's a, it's a mess from the top down. Anyway, that, that's just mm-hmm. a hot story in the news cycle right now. People probably ought to pay attention to it. And just well, shake your head. You know, and I know, I know you started by saying this can just be a short story of one of our topics. I, I don't mind if we talk a lot more about this because, Pat, nothing says – First Amendment protection, quite like this story does. We are talking about not not about doctors who were saying things that were offensive, threatening, uh, uh, profane, or doing anything that is outside the norm. They were presenting scientific findings and medical opinions, which is exactly what science craves. Anybody who understands what science is, science yearns to be challenged. This is what we have found. This is what our data show. What does your data show? Because we're either going to get confirmation and affirmation, or we're going to get yes. conflicting information, and we've got to keep studying. Yes. So when you when you try to shut down scientists and literally shut down science because one guy on 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 Dr. Collins' side calls himself Dr. Science, and that is Dr. Anthony Fauci, who said, you criticize me, you're criticizing science because I represent science. They are doing the exact opposite of that, Pat. If anybody deserves a forum to speak on the issue of COVID, uh, 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 generally about a coronavirus or infectious disease, it is a bunch of people who have been revered in the field for studying those things for their entire careers. Yes. To have them canceled and have <clears throat> their, right. their free speech yeah. taken away, Pat, is so much more egregious than even just a regular schmo saying something yeah. online and having his free speech take, taken away. Right. You cancel the experts, you cancel America, quite that, frankly. That's right. And you touched on one, one little kind of a side note on this thing, that these were not right-winger doctors in any, sh- any right. way, shape, or form. They were just doing kind of their their normal routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't find any evidence that they were like um, part of QAnon, for instance. I'm just totally not. No. They were no. just uh, middle of the road to probably even maybe a little bit of left-leaning. But this brings up another point. When you cross the narrative that the propagandists have put out, you will be canceled. Now, they canceled these doctors and almost a million other people that went along with them. But we have another story on the top. 
table tonight, too, that is kind of parallel to that. That deals, that concerns Tulsi Gabbard, who is one of the uh, liberal establishment. She's uh, uh, from Hawaii. Uh, she's she's, uh, she's kind of center left. She, yeah, she 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 she's yeah. not like you know the 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 she's AOC. Not, that's right. She's not a she's center left, but certainly uh, a, a environmental a alarmist. Yeah. That's right. She's she's pretty much kind of middle of the road, but she is Democrat, and she's uh, she that's her party, and she's identified with many things. She's from Hawaii, as I said, and um, she said something that uh, brought up something about the Ukraine war, and she was canceled. She was uh, she was censored for that. I've been saying this for a long time. This censorship is not just conservative-oriented, and conservatives need to get over this. Those of you who would call yourself a conservative or whatever, quit, quit with the persecution complex here. It's not just you. It's everybody, and they will cancel anybody that gets in the way, and if a Democrat or a left-winger inadvertently steps in it, right, steps in the cow pie, they're going to get it. And we see, here's two examples of this right in front of us that prove the point that I've tried to been make for a long time. This is a universal censorship of ideology of, you cross it, you're done. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I think there's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B here, Pat, in my view, um, because it takes something pretty egregious for somebody on the left to say, to draw the ire and the cancellation, if you will, of the people on the far left, whereas it takes very, very little for anybody who expresses a conservative thought to be canceled. I think, I think the persecution complex comes from reality, but mm-hmm. you're right. It's not solely yeah. if you're conservative. Yeah. If you are, if you do cross, you know, the, essentially the greatest power brokers, the ones, and, you know, we don't like to get into all of this on Stand and Deliver we try to focus on specific issues that involve free speech, but you know, we, if we get into things like the Great Reset, and if we get into things like globalism, and if we get into things like New World Order, which Joe Biden, you know, uttered, then we get accused of being, you know, QAnon conspiracy theorists. So I, I try to avoid that stuff here. But the reality is, Pat, the people that really are at the highest levels, the highest echelons of this global attempt to remake or as as uh, a former president once said fundamentally transform america so that it can be brought in line with a global reset and a new world order they need to take down free speech they need to take down americans ability to complain to coordinate to organize against things that are being done to them and those people at those highest echelons they don't care who they trample they will trample other democrats they will trample other you know center leftists or even even liberals if you will if you get in the way of what their overarching agenda is and i think people need to know that that's that's exactly right, and you know maybe we should lighten up our, our conversation here a little bit. Let's let's talk about Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. We'll talk about Walt Disney. I'm like Goofy. <laughs> oh, I love, don't you remember? I love Goofy. He's a character. And well, Goofy's course, running the company. All the rest of them, you know, that came from Disney. All those original animated cartoons and stuff. I loved them. They're all hand drawn. They're just fantastic. Even today, I like to watch them and just kind of, you know, admire the artwork and stuff. But Disney is not the same company it was 20, 30 years ago, is it? No, it's not, Pat. And like I said, just kind of, you know, goofy, goofily, Goofy is now running the company because they are literally loony uh, at the top. Now, here's here, there, there's kind of two stories, actually three stories that will combine in here, all, all having to do with Disney. And this matters because we all remember it from our childhood or for our children or for our grandchildren, depending. 
and it's supposed to be as harmless and as innocent as harmless and innocent gets. And here's, here are three brief stories about this. Number one, the Disney Corporation, in just being completely apoplectic at the top about a, a new bill in Florida, we've talked about this. It's basically a bill uh, that it says that teachers will not be teaching about sex in any way, any shape, or form to children grades K through 3. So in other words... Five, six, seven, eight-year-olds aren't going to be taught sex at school. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. It has nothing to do with homosexuality or heterosexuality. It's just, it's, it's basically we're not doing that. Well, the leftist critics have turned that into the don't say gay bill. They're just trying to tell kids that gay doesn't exist and blah, blah, blah. Disney responded because Disney is, of course, centered in Orlando, Florida. Disney responded by saying, oh, yeah, watch this. They decided to insert a gay kiss into the upcoming cartoon movie with Buzz Lightyear called Lightyear, just as a way of saying, ha, 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 we'll, 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 we'll teach this stuff to kids one way or another. You don't do it in the schools. We'll put it in Disney movies. That's number one. Number two, and this article just came out literally uh, this week, Pat, that Disney um, has decided to, uh, I'm trying to find the wording here real quick, they have decided to um, uh, create a focus group or, or uh, an organization to intentionally and specifically find new ways to appeal to kids with the gay agenda. Um, this is literally in their movies and in everything else that they sell. This is their goal. They're going to try to target kids with more gay and trans type of stuff, which, again, I don't want to debate those. But here's the third story, which is what brings it home to free speech. Not everybody at Disney is a woke leftist who believes in sexualizing children for the purpose of turning them into gay activists. There are conservatives who have just said enough is enough. And they wrote a letter saying, hey, we're here. And I want to read just a short portion of it, Pat, and you can react. As employees of the Walt Disney Company, we believe in the dignity, dignity of all people. This is why we do what we do. We write stories, we make costumes, we act in parades, etc., etc. We love our jobs because we get to share the wonder of life and human experience with millions of people worldwide. However, over the last few years, one group of cast members has become, that's what they call their employees, cast members, have become invisible within the company. The Walt Disney Company has come to be an increasingly uncomfortable place to work for those of us whose political and religious views are not explicitly progressive. We watch quietly as our beliefs come under attack from our own employer, and we frequently see those who share our opinions condemned as villains by our own leadership. Pat, this letter goes on in some depth to essentially say you are driving conservative voices and conservative people into the closet borrowing on the old euphemism for gays who stayed gay right. privately, being in the closet. Right. If you have a differing opinion at the Walt Disney Company, remember, Disney is known as the happiest place on Earth, but if you have a differing opinion from the woke leftist ideology that has overtaken that company, your voice is silenced or you're gone. This is, again, Pat, a direct affront to the First Amendment, and that's it what is. we're here for. It is. I know. We, we need a little... Uh Pixel, pixie dust from uh, what, what was <laughs> what's the little fairy's name? Tinkerbell. <laughs> Tinkerbell. That's right. We need to have Tinkerbell come and spread a little happy dust around uh, back at, at, at Disney again. This is a different kind of censorship that isn't really as overt as just getting knocked off of Twitter or Facebook or something like that, or even canceled on a loan or something. This this is like a major major company in the world, one of the biggest companies in the world, I might add, and certainly one of the biggest, if not the biggest, entertainment company. 
who has created a culture of censorship, a culture of censorship. And what what they are describing now is finally coming out. We kind of knew this along the way. There was people who wrote about it here, there, and you know, along the way. But now it's really in your face. And they said, you know what? We, we can't live here anymore because you're forcing us into the closet. You're choking off the oxygen that we breathe. And... You know, this is not the company we came to work for in the first place, nor did we come for this kind of behavior, this kind of treatment. And and now this, this culture of censorship is driving the entire class underground and out of the company. Many of these people have already quit, and many more are going to yeah. quit probably before it's done. And who knows, Disney may never repent, if you will, and say, okay, we're sorry, we're going to change our culture. Oh, never. From the top down. Never. They never will. Because being, being, look, aside from what you said earlier, and you're right, this is not all conservative versus liberal or conservative versus progressive. The bottom line, though, is being progressive in America today in this culture means never having to say you're sorry. That they are never going to apologize to these other uh, workers and tell them, you know, we're sorry we made you uncomfortable. And Pat, this would be egregious behavior for any giant corporation or any small corporation. It doesn't matter regardless of what they sell. But when you are selling to children, your target audience, your target buyer is young children. And you have a bunch of people whose belief in what's right for young children is something more of a natural, normal family values type of story, which Disney has always told. And now you're taking going away from the family values and just no matter what the no matter what those employees say, we are just going to go far, far, far left, progressive, woke, and we're going to sexualize our stories to teach kids from the very youngest ages about sex. And about gay sex, and about trans sex, and about straight sex, and just it has never been a part. Love stories, sure. Snow White getting that loves loves first kissed, great. That's fine. That's different than overt sexualism, and that Pat is is something that again, people ought to have the right to say. Can we have a say in what kind of stories, movies, books we produce right. here? particularly as we're trying to look out for children and the the traditional family that we have always catered to. That's right. This is definitely an end run around all of the political mechanisms we have right now because as school board parents, uh, you know, or parents that are visiting school boards questioning now for the first time in many years, what are you teaching our kids? And all of a sudden they're starting to look at the textbooks and so on that are in the libraries. And, you know, the teachers, oh, go pick this book up and read it. It's not, not taught in the classroom necessarily, but go, this is a good book. It's in a library, a school library. Go, go get it. Parents are finally starting to read these books, uh, you know, checking yep. them out for themselves. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is practically pornography. <laughs> if, I gave this, if I gave this book to some kid outside of school, they could arrest me for pornography. And, you know, so right. they're getting upset about that. While the parents are starting to clean up that system in the schools that address these same teach these same age children. Disney is just doing it over here and kind of thumbing its nose at the school, saying, who cares? Who needs the school system anymore? You know, we've lost that, but we could still reach them through media. And nobody is big enough to cancel Disney. Nobody, unfortunately. No. No, no, they're so not. It's, and, it's uh, a problem. In fact, it's the other way around. They do, they, they, Disney does the canceling. That's Disney right. And eventually, I'll tell you what, people are going to have to get the old scissors off, cut the cable on the Disney Channel. That's what they're going to have to do. If they don't like it, if they don't like it, they're going to have to just say, you know what, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. 
maybe they'll get the message ultimately if enough parents just say no your market is gone now your kids that you were marketing to they're not here anymore listening to you you might as well just turn it off now go do something go make some cartoons again would you just straight cartoons that everybody can laugh at you know, have a good joke pat what you just said is um is is strong um but it's hard too because i generally speaking i don't believe in the boycott culture either uh, you know, especially because of people who aren't making the decisions that are that a company is doing something terribly egregiously wrong. You know, boycotting can lead to loss of dollars, can lead to people being fired and so forth. And they didn't do anything. Wrong. Generally, I don't. But what you just said is extraordinarily important for people who don't know the the corporate structure of Disney. Disney owns ESPN, the most dominant powerhouse in sports cable television. Yeah. They are both owned by the parent company. The umbrella it starts with ABC. So if you were to cut the cord on Disney, it would have to. You would have to also cut the cord and stop watching ESPN. You would also have to cut the cord and stop watching ABC Television Network, whether it be Network News or anything else, because all of those billions of dollars are kind of dispersed throughout that massive corporation. And I agree with you, Pat. I think I think parents need to know what's coming in these movies. I think parents need to know what's in the books that the that Disney puts out. Any products that they sell, parents need to know that this isn't the same company that taught you know the fun fairy dust of Tinkerbell and the fun Pluto and Mickey and Donald and Daisy and all of this stuff that we grew up to love. This is no longer just harmless fun and you know cartoon entertainment. These are messages that are being delivered to young children, sometimes subliminally, sometimes very overtly. And if parents aren't aware of that, you better become aware and you better take those steps and say, no, sweetheart, we're going to watch something else. We're not going to watch Mickey now. We're not going to watch Donald Duck now. And you start to wean them off of it. And then maybe, maybe when they start to see their shares, the value of their shares plummet a little bit in that massive corporation, then maybe they'll realize, okay, we might, might want to rethink what's going on. That's right. Uh, how about a little shameless uh, self-promotion here? We can do that because it's our podcast, right? We are the stand and deliver people, so let's stand and deliver. Hey, listen, we need you to be with us at Citizens for Free Speech. That's what we exist for. We exist to fight the things like censorship, but we also promote the effective and proper use of free speech in society, which is available to everybody, by the way. It's not just this group, that group, whatever. It's in our Constitution. We're one of the few countries in the world that has a Constitution that lifts up free speech and guarantees that the government will not interfere with free speech, but that's not the case today, is it? So we want you to be a part of CFFS, and if you go to citizensforfreespeech.org, you'll find how to join. It doesn't cost you nickel. You can come in and join us, and, and we'll show you our programs and stuff that we have in place. Pick and choose what you like, and let's get on down the road together. If you want to join on your mobile device, tablet, cell phone, whatever, simply text the letters CFFS to 313131. And you'll get a link back, click on it, it'll give you a mobile screen, you can sign up right there and join us at Citizens for Free Speech. Yeah, you know what, Pat, it's all about awareness. It's all about awareness. And, you know, it, oftentimes we talk about the reason we need people to join is we need more people speaking to legislators to stop these things. Because, again, where does it all you know, emanate from, uh, and that is from, from, from Congress or from the lawmakers at the local level, the state level, and the, and the federal level? 
And uh, so we want more and more people to be there just so they can talk to their members of Congress and say, or their members of their local local bodies, and say, we don't want this, we do want that, we want to protect this, and so forth, uh, with regarding the First Amendment. But the other reason is, even if it's not an activist situation where you're trying to talk to a, an elected official, but you just need to tell the other parents, who else is in your friend group? Mom, how many moms do you know who don't know about Disney? Dad, how many other dads can you talk to to say, do you know what the heck ESPN has become? Sports Center has become woke center. They are teaching stuff that when I, my kid and I tur- try to turn on highlights, and we don't get highlights, we get two minutes of dead air. I don't know if you saw that, Pat. Uh, uh, two two female sportscasters doing one of the NCAA uh, women's basketball games sat there with two minutes of dead air as a protest about that bill in Florida that I was just talking about. So this is ESPN partnering with their partners at Disney, or essentially their owners at yes. Disney, saying this is what we're doing. So moms, dads, if you don't know about these things, share them, or if you do rather, share them with yes. those who don't. And that's a great reason to become a part of CFFS so that we can yes. all coordinate together in our local communities and make a big, big impact. Exactly. So. Well, that, that pivoted poorly. Let's, uh, let's, not, let's talk about something happier. Let's talk about sports. How about, okay. how about swimming? Great <laughs> sport. A lot of fun. It's a sport. I love swimming. I, I was a swimmer when I was in high school. I did all kinds of competition. I loved it. And there's a big story in swimming today. Maybe we can talk about sports and kind of lighten the whole atmosphere here. Yeah, well, it would be nice to, except that it's inevitably going to lead to another First Amendment violation. We all, everybody knows Leah Thomas, also known as Will Thomas by now. When he was a male swimmer, as recently as a year ago, he was swimming for the University of Pennsylvania. He was ranked like number four hundred and sixty-one in the country. Yeah. Now that he's swimming against women, he just won the national championship in one event and finished eighth, I think, in another event. It's uh, quite a remarkable turnaround. Uh, but that's not the story. That story about the trans uh, movement and everything else is, yep. is, is one thing. The real story came from the swimmer who finished in 17th place in, in, the, in the event that the uh, 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 Leah Thomas or Will Thomas won. Because what she did, and I'm going to try to pull this up here real quick, what she did was she uh, finally opened her mouth. Like so many of those other swimmers on the Penn team and the opponents have wanted to say all season long. Instead, they have to smile politely and clap and say, yay, Leah. She said, enough is enough. I finished 17th. To make it into the finals, you got to be in the top 16. She, he, whatever, Leah stole my spot. He doesn't belong here. He should be swimming against men with his own biological makeup. And, And you can imagine what happened to her, Pat. You already know, don't you? Yes, that's exactly right. She got canceled. She got knocked off Twitter. She got canceled by Twitter. Her yep. account was suspended, yep. and uh, she was she was deemed a bigoted transphobe for daring to say something like this. Yes. And she has decided to take the whole thing on, Pat. She is now calling on all NCAA participants to boycott events in which uh, trans athletes try to yep. compete unfairly. Um, so that nobody else has to endure what she did. We, and, and, you know, as long as the events go on and the millions of dollars are made, yes. there's no reason to stop them. The only way they would be stopped is if the athletes stop competing, and that's her new call. And yes. she is indeed facing online cancellation and personal, personal uh, demonization. Yes, it's really sad that, that Twitter would, would do such a thing to, you know, to a young female athlete who's just trying to get along in life. Worked very hard, I'm sure, to get where she is, even though she wasn't the top swimmer around. She's, you know, they, they work hard. They do. They, they have to swim a lot, exercise a lot. They have to go to a lot of meets and stuff that are really an inconvenience in their life. It is their life, as long as they do it. It really is. When you're in a competitive sport, 
And to get bounced out like this, you know, to them, it's totally unfair. And Twitter just doesn't have any compassion, don't have any heart for that whatsoever. Oh, nope. you said the bad word. You called that person a biological male, which, of course, on one hand, you can say, well, it's true. But, you know, she, well, we don't like the way you said it. And we don't think that you should criticize that person, yada, yada, whatever. And so we're going to control your speech. And we'll show you how much we'll control your speech. You're off of Twitter. You're not going to express Talk. any more stuff on Twitter. Done. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Pat, as you know, and I know, and we have said many, many times, and anybody who knows what the First Amendment is about, it was not written in order to protect speech with which everyone agrees. Otherwise, what would be the need for it in the, in the Constitution? If right. everybody always spoke glowingly of everyone else, including the government, there would be no need to say free speech is protected. The reason it was written yes. is to protect speech that somebody else might disagree with <clears throat> and might find offensive. And you still can't shut them up because you found it offensive. But yes. that's what's happening right now. Yes, it is. It's really sad. Hey, listen, I've got to, uh, maybe we're going to have to cut this maybe one minute short because my uh, my uh, sound channel coming out to my ears is starting to tell me that it's going to have a power outage pretty soon. Oh, boy. So, but I'll tell you what, we're right at the end of our program anyway. We're being canceled. That's what's happening. We're being canceled. That's, we're being canceled. That's right. We are the stand and deliver people, and we want you to stand and deliver too. The stand and deliver concept came from Eric Clapton, by the way, famous musician. Everybody knows who he is. He wrote a protest song a couple years ago called Stand and Deliver. We use that as our theme, as our theme music. And you should, too, because now is a time in history. If there was ever a time in history, now is the day that we all must stand and deliver in America, folks. If free speech gets canceled, we are cooked. We simply cannot let it happen. The founders of our nation knew this. Great men of you know statesmen along the way have known this. Even people today know it in their heart that the ability to speak and communicate is essential to maintaining a country like America. And if they are effective at canceling us all together, we will be done as a country, and we may well be done as a people too, because there will be no way to tell. If somebody disappears, you you won't be able to tell anybody about it. You'll just not be there anymore, like in China. So That's having right. said that, Bob, this has been a great program, even though it covered some tough topics. But uh, let's go. Hey, that's it why CFFS a... exists. We exist to cover the tough topics. That's right, we do. So let's just kind of uh, lead out. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.